welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life, and it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this new series on Parallels of Neuroscience and Faith. I'd mentioned in the beginning of this series that I've never done one like this, and I think this is going to be an interesting take on some of the information I've talked about in the past, but we're going to talk about it from a completely different angle. And if you missed the first two, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to them. We laid a great foundation with episode one and then episode two. We talked about replacing old patterns in terms of rewiring our brain, neuroscience, and of course we are paralleling that with faith. Uh, meaning sources of faith that may come from a multitude of places, but uh, reading specifically from uh, the uh, original Bible. So I think you might find this interesting. I hope you will, and I hope you'll share it with others if you um, learn something that you can take away and really apply in your life. There's a lot of wisdom that comes from old writings, whether we're talking about the Bible or other types of old writings. Um, even a big, a big um, uh, trend today is the Stoics. And uh, a lot of people are now watching the Stoics. If you go to the YouTube platform, you can um, look for Stoics or Stoicism. And there's an awful lot of great old adages and wisdom and tidbits from writers of old times. So we're talking about uh, parallels of faith and neuroscience. Let's continue in this. And uh, what I want to talk about today is weeds and seeds in our heart. Now, when we talk about weeds and seeds, you know, we, we started out at the very beginning discussing how, you know, the sower and the seed sows on, you know, good soil and so forth. And I read to you out of the book, Reframe and Rewire, a chapter that had that information in it. So I'm not going to go back through all of that. But I want to talk about it in terms of, you know, weeds being the bad things that we sow into our hearts and minds that create neural networks that affect us and also alter our physiology and even our health, both physical and mental health. Versus talk attending to seeds, which would be sowing good seeds into our hearts and our minds on a consistent basis. So let's get specific about that and give you some good application here. So when we sow weeds in our hearts and minds, and mind you, you have 100 billion neurons in your brain. We explained that earlier. And you're constantly growing what's called neural pathways with every thought begins as a dendrite at 400 billion actions per second wires into multiple networks that help you to drive, eat, sleep without having to rethink it all over again every day because you wired it in, right? A lot of your habits and and your mindsets and the way that you handle life. Well, if you're sowing to weeds, you're constantly rehearsing the problems over and over and over in your mind, strengthening those neural networks, making them more and more powerful and dominant. They become the voices in your head that torment you. Uh, Unforgiveness is another big one. And unforgiveness can be extremely toxic to you health-wise and mental health-wise. And I know that many of you have suffered wrong from people that don't deserve forgiveness Um, that some of the things that have been done to you are absolutely devastating and it's hard to let them go. And I'm not suggesting that you let them go. 
What I am suggesting is that you consider what it's doing to you. Because I can almost guarantee you it's not affecting the offender that did it to you. They're not losing sleep at night over it. They may not even be alive. But it is affecting you. It's affecting your health, your sleep patterns, your relationships with other people, your relationships with yourself. It's tormenting you day and night. It's like you have shackled yourself to the offender and made them your prisoner. Basically letting them jurisdict over your emotional state every minute of every day. So just think about it from that perspective. Another weed would be self-pity or entitlement, which is unfortunately become more and more prevalent in our society today. And I just want you to think about, you can be either a victim or a victor, but you cannot be both. You have to choose. Uh, deciding to be offended all the time, which really, you choose to take offense. That, that word offense always comes with the word take. Meaning, you're, if I hand you something, I hand you a gift or some money, you have to take it from me to receive it. Well, you don't have to receive offense. You can decide not to. And nothing's going to make your enemy more angry than you sitting there being unfazed by their attacks and their assaults against you. Uh, that will get under their grind and or under their skin or however phrase might be uh, compatible to your part of the world. I know I'm speaking to a global audience. More than anything, okay? Comparing yourself to others, you know, uh, uh, you're very distinctly different. You have many talents and neural networks that have created those talents that are different from others. You've been exposed to, to other types of culture and ways to resolve problems. Uh, what relationship looks like to you, that's all been wired in over time, right? Having no vision or no goals or feeling stuck. You know, um, a, a, another great uh, passage out of the Bible is, you know, out without vision, the people perish. And we do need to have a vision to move forward. Uh, also, Luke 6.45 says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of evil. So, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's the entire passage out of Luke 6.45. And then in Proverbs 23, 6, or 7 rather, it says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I want you to think about it because you not only have neurons in your brain, you have neurons in your heart. In fact, you have 40,000 specialized neurons in your heart. And, and you're wiring in those neurons uh, a very strong feelings, passion, and emotion, which is why we often refer to the heart as the emotional vessel of our bodies, and we point to our hearts often when we sp speak about love or hurt. Um, and, and, and it really does uh, uh, come out of that place in terms of our connections. In fact, the heart and the mind are always speaking to one another. Well, I've really tried to cram a lot in this short time frame on this piece. So I want to come back when we return in the next episode and talk about the seeds 